Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Amos 3. All the tribes are guilty. Hear this word which the Lord has spoken against you, sons of Israel, against the entire family which he brought up from the land of Egypt. You only have I chosen among all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Do two men walk together unless they have made an appointment? Does a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Does a young lion growl from his den unless he has captured something? Does a bird fall into a trap on the ground when there is no bait in it? Does a trap spring up from the earth when it captures nothing at all? If a trumpet is blown in a city, will not the people tremble? If a calamity occurs in a city, has not the Lord done it? Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. A lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? Proclaim on the citadels in Ashdod and on the citadels in the land of Egypt and say, Assemble yourselves on the mountains of Samaria and see the great tumults within her and the oppressions in her midst. But they do not know how to do what is right, declares the Lord. Those who hoard up violence and devastations in their citadels. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, an enemy, even one surrounding the land, will pull down your strength from you, and your citadels will be looted. Thus says the Lord. 
Just as the shepherd snatches from the lion's mouth a couple of legs or a piece of an ear, so will the sons of Israel dwelling in Samaria be snatched away with the corner of a bed and the cover of a couch. Hear and testify against the house of Jacob, declares the Lord God, the God of hosts. For on the day that I punish Israel's transgressions, I will also punish the altars of Bethel. The horns of the altar will be cut off and they will fall to the ground. I will also smite the winter house together with the summer home. The houses of ivory will also perish and the great houses will come to an end, declares the Lord. First of all, here in Amos 3, we need to look at who, who is involved in this. And then secondly, uh, when. Those two things are, are really big. The people who unfortunately want to justify poorly some fallacies that have been taught for a while now within the Christian church, they're going to change those two things. And it doesn't change the truth. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Just because you change what you believe to be true does not mean all of a sudden you're not um, going to be held accountable to what is actually God's truth. So just consider for a moment. Amos 3. He's referring to everyone. All of his people. All, in fact, it says, you only have I chosen among all the families of the earth. So most Christians look at that and say, ah, he's talking to the Jews. And, and that cuts it off. Done. Old Testament. We don't even need to worry about Amos. Close the book. It should be taken out of the Bible. And that's not true. In fact, he is not just talking to the Jews. First of all, the Jews, that is a derogatory term that was used to describe the people of the, of the tribe of Judah. The Israel, Israeli people, the tribes of Israel are not Jews. They're Hebrew. And so all of the Hebrews, all tribes are included in this. But... It's also said that whenever we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord, our King, our Savior, we are grafted into the tree of Abraham. This is not a judgment that happens prior to Jesus. This is a judgment that is being spoken of for the end of days. So if in the end of days, he's talking about all the families, he's referring to us as well. If you are a Christian and Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you have been grafted into Abraham. You are considered the chosen among the families of the earth. And you say, but wait, it says the sons of Israel... The entire family, which he brought up out of the land of Egypt, he didn't bring me up out of the land of Egypt. Did he free you from the bondage? Did he free you from bondage? Every single one of us who accept Jesus and accept the free gift that he gives us by what he did and the works that happened at the cross, 
we've been freed up from the land of Egypt. So, um, this is for all of us. Judeo-Christians, which should not be separated. There are Hebrews who do not accept Jesus as the first coming. And they have their consequence, but they are still family. They are not separate. So Judeo-Christianity is one, one body. And we, we should not be separated from it. And if we want to use that as a reason to separate them, the, the, um, those who don't believe away, well, then you also have to separate uh, all the denominations that mankind in trying to explain truth and trying to come up with their own justifications has created. God did not create denomination. Man did. God did not create division. Man did. And if every single one of the denominations are believing something different, and some of them are on essential subjects, then they can't be counted as one family and one body. So you can't pick and choose. This is for all of us. So now that we understand that this is, or we can consider that this is for all of us, we need to know, again, this is an end of days. When? End of days. So this is talking about he's going to to punish Israel's transgressions. Now, they've been taught the prophets oftentimes will refer to Judah and Israel or they'll prefer to or refer to Judah and Ephraim, either one. Those are the primary tribes in the north and in the south. The southern kingdom was Judah, the northern kingdom was Israel. However, it still had the 12 tribes that were divided within it. And the north is Israel. And he said, on that day, I will punish Israel's transgressions. I will also punish. So as Christians, we look at that and we say, well, because we're mistaught, we look at that and say, oh, Israel's transgressions. Well, he's referring to the Jews again. No. He's referring to Israel's transgressions, but Israel's transgressions were harlotry. The the northern kingdom still claimed to be believers, but they sold themselves out to the world. They prostituted themselves out and completely cut off their true covenant with God. And they aligned themselves with the enemies and they aligned themselves with uh, the enemy's beliefs the enemy, the faith of the enemy, and they were doing it knowingly. They prostituted themselves. They played the harlot. But the southern kingdom, Judah, the southern kingdom, kept their covenant with God, but they didn't stick with it very well. They were unfaithful. They played the adulterer. They were still... Uh, aligned with God in covenant with God, but they were cheating and being unfaithful to God. This includes, I will punish Israel's transgression and I will also punish the altars of Bethel, the house of God. So this is not, it says, hear and testify against the house of Jacob. That's all the tribes. And by the way, Just looking at one more point here, 
Jesus gives us salvation by what he did. But the reason why God did that was not because of how good I am or how good you are. It was because of a promise that he made to Jacob. And he keeps his promises. And he said to Jacob, all of those in your house, all of your house, Jacob, the ones who keep my commandments and are of your house, I will never forsake them and I will never fail them. And I will not let one of them who stay in covenant with me fall into the depths of hell. No one will perish because a promise he made to Jacob and the way he did that was sending his son to be propitiation for our sins. So, this includes everyone. Period. We must not think Well, Jesus died on the cross, therefore, I can do whatever I want, because that's a fallacy. Jesus did not die on the cross. He was not beaten and and put through so much torture so that you can justify your own sin. He went to the cross to help cover for our sins that we may, by following his example live a life that is sinless and diligently pursuing that sinless life. And the amazing thing is we have a merciful God who gives us grace when we fall. He does not give us grace to allow you to live as you want. He gives us grace to cover when we fall. So Father, thank you for grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the sacrifice, Jesus, that you did for us and that you took what we deserved. And I just ask that you would just continue to remind us that uh, this isn't a performance. We don't have to perform for you. But this is a commitment that we want to be perfect for you. And we need to uh, really... Uh, Press in and be diligent to that commitment. And I pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless.
Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.